Hey folks, we're live. Welcome to the 21 Gun Podcast. I'm your host as always, Kevin Solomon. I'm trying to do that as quickly. Oh, oh, I just hit a wire and I almost... Are we still good? All right, yeah, we're, we're good. good. <laughs> Leave it to me to mess things up. Uh, welcome to 21 Gun uh, Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sullivan. With us tonight, as always, is Jeremy Walton over on the uh, whatever you do over there. On the little boopity boops. <laughs> Nobody and, puts baby in the corner. And You're in the corner. And we have You're a very special guest in studio. Oh, uh, no. Make a wish. Uh, he oh. wanted to. His big thing was to come here. Uh, we have young Frank Easterling. Yes, and yes. keep in mind, as as I call me O.D. Frank, you call him what? Philosophical Frank. Philosophical, Philosophical Frank. <laughs> Let's get a little both in there. You are never gonna let that go. Are you? I am no. I. <laughs> do you know what? As 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 you'll see that topics and the way we talk on this podcast changes over time. Uh, I like that. I would I, I would rather philosophical Frank than EOD Frank. Uh, what was your other job? You had another job, right? <laughs> Uh, I was common engineer and I was a recruiter as well. So. Oh, recruiter Frank. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any of those guys. Here. You had that wonderful recruiter badge. You earned it. Earned. I, 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 never I given. Don't ever want to even ever again. Ever, ever. Ever again. Listen, listen. You changed, you changed a lot of lives. No, I didn't. And you promised a lot of things. We never yes, said it was for the good. And to this day now, there's a lot of strippers out there with husbands. Yes, because of, because because of Frank. Of Frank. And, yeah, they, so. and, they, and all of them hate me. Think about how many stripper babies are out there. Hold on. Since Kevin was a pirate real quick, I hate to do this. Uh-oh. And I love to do it at the same time. Doing? Hey, Kevin. Yeah. Talk to me, Goose. Let's go. Oh, because oh, you got yeah. the glasses on. He's got the, yeah. Jeremy thinks he's Hollywood uh, because of that. <laughs> we have a great show. What was it? It was Iceman. Uh, but yeah. Talk to Me Goose was uh, Maverick. Uh, Maverick, Maverick, as he was talking to Goose. Uh, you know, he, he's the backseater. He's the navigator, mm. the Wizzo, and he dies. And what's funny, did you see the, the previews? I've been guy. watching. Yeah, how, explain this to me. I've been watching the previews for Top Gun now for like 15 years. <laughs> when is it going to come? It's supposed to be out this February, right? I mean, um, November, right? Yeah, but the, the whole sequel thing came out. I was seeing it like two years Remember, ago. Remember, you got to talk. Frank always forgets this. You got to oh, talk. Yeah, you got to put it like, your lips like right up to it. Two years ago, I kept seeing like the advertisement for like yes. Top Gun, and it still hasn't come out yet. Yeah, and and I my, the last I heard was going to be November. I don't know. And it, it's funny. You would think like... Uh, it, it's cheesy or whatever. No one's going to see all the pilots in this neighborhood are all like, please, they're all please. stroking each other off. Let's go watch like, Tom. Even though it's Let's Navy, we're Tom. all air force over here. And Tom, Tom, uh, uh, I almost said Hanks, Tom Cruise. Apparently the, we shouldn't actually mention this name. They might actually come after us. The, the Scientologist. Oh, <laughs> right now right. the algorithms just picked up. They're like, whoop, someone's talking about us, but they, I don't know. Listen, we'll I'll viewers. say this in their favor. He's like 65 years old and he looks like he's 32. So I'll, I'll give him that. I don't Probably know what they do. Fucks like a 50 year old. I, don't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't even want to think about that. Uh, it's usually how I get myself to sleep at night. Anyways, um, yeah, so Top Gun. We have an awesome guest tonight. We have an inspirational speaker, Sergeant John Peck, USMC. He's a, he was, and this is the interesting thing about the story, he was a, a quad amputee, uh, twice wounded, TBI in Iraq and then ID in Afghanistan. Uh, we're going to talk about his journey from lowly civilian to Marine Corps sergeant uh, to blast drama and ultimate survival. So I can't wait to have him on. I've got some. Uh, I I look back on like a bunch of my my interviews, maybe over the last twenty five of them, and I'm like, man, I repeat a lot of questions. So I, I went down the rabbit hole with these. Oh, we're gonna on, we're wait, gonna wait, get deep. He, he philosophical Frank. The yes, thank you. Yeah, we're gonna do some philosophical Frank uh, talk today. Before we <sighs> start, though, die. before we start, Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, you! Oh, it's not uh, going to die because you lived high, sir. You lived the you lived the high life. Before we start, uh, Jerry, <laughs> I I witnessed something this week uh, that I can't unsee. You hit puberty. Uh, I can't unsee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It is. It's something that was so Get disturbing that I feel the need to share with you, Frank, and the rest of the <laughs> the viewers here. So, if you would pull up number one for me, and and just do you know what? Don't pause it. Just watch it and experience it. Oh no. Can't hear it. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Listen, it gets worse. Oh God. So we had the guy who, listen, at least that kid that we had last week that, that uh, Hold on. rucked for 13 miles. We got to honor him. I'm sorry. G g oh, get, sure. get yours. Just to, we got to get it back. Yeah. That's our, I forgot. That's our thing now for, uh, I wish I knew his name. Uh, check out last week. Frank yeah. can't even. I know. Can't I think even. we broke Frank. So I, I, and I bring up TikTok a lot because I like to, I like to get angry about it because uh, I'm just becoming an angry old man. In the comments and chat real quick, uh, on a scale of one to 10 smash, put it in the chat. <laughs> smash her pass, smash right? Her pass, smash With her that, pass. that I would. Can you imagine her boyfriend, or husband, or girlfriend, whatever the hell? Can you imagine dealing with that every single day? Hey, I. One of my worst peeves, I think, in the world right now is people on Facebook and TikTok and and they it, viral videos trying to lecture me. These children, these twenty five year olds who suddenly think they know everything about socialism and <laughs> and foreign countries and uh, viruses and medicine, and they're like, "This is how you're supposed to do it." Shut up, boomer! And it's like, oh, I refuse to be lectured by someone or by a group of people who one don't know how many genders there are and can't wear a belt properly. Can't do what now? Can't wear a belt. Properly. Wear a belt properly. Yeah. I refuse. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought refuse. he said rub one out properly. I'm like, well, I they mean, they probably can't do that either. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a while, so I'm relearning. <laughs> it was, it was, that was one of the worst things. That was one of the worst things I ever saw. And, um, that was, I was quite upset about it. And it's, 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 oh my God. It's so prevalent now. This is why I don't have TikTok and I will never have TikTok. I don't give a shit. I don't want it. I don't want it in my house because I'm not going to flip there and, or is flipped through videos of people telling me how to live. We had the one cringe video of the Marine wife to a gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Semper Fi. Yeah, yeah. Please don't repeat Honor, it. courage, commitment. Now <laughs> I'm, I'm oh my God. feeling it. Yeah. Ah. That was, I'm going to say this is worst. Uh, that was bad. Worst? Worst. I know what I just it, said. It's so bad that Kevin couldn't even. So speak. bad. I had to mention a form of sausage. Um, but yeah, I can't, can't do it. And uh, I'm glad now you all. You all suffered with me. With that said, Jeremy, I want to move on to more badass shit. I want to show you the yes, greatest please. video that I... So I went down... Actually, you know what? Let's not do number two. What was that, number one? I want to go to um, uh, my new man crush. Uh -oh. All right. So go to number three. Uh, the Instagram page. This is the greatest page ever. High Angle Hell. Tell hold, me what that's about. Hold on. Okay. Hell. So he went straight. I can't do TikTok, but I'll do uh, Instagram. Well, I'll do IG. Same fucking. I'll do IG videos. No, I seriously will. I don't. <laughs> call me a. Call me a. a 
social media whore. It's what I do. Um, Instagram page of High Angel High Angle Hell, an account that often shares photos, videos of Marines and soldiers and other infantry groups um, in the mortar community. Recently posted a video of them dropping 120 millimeter high explosives, white phosphorus rounds during a live fire mission, Ooh. unknown target. Look at what this dude's wearing. How like there's so much to dissect in this video. First off. Are they are they ejected? These beard. are all these are all green berets. Yeah. Look at that beard. How much testosterone is in that video? Look at the last video and all the people that that enjoyed it, and then look at the this video right here. For a second there, that that first guy that dropped it, I thought that was Brendan Alf. Are we on the same planet? Honestly, we have operators like this running around. This guy in the white shirt made my day. He said, but, "I pick things up and I put them down and I rain hell." Look at that. All I know is what's the difference, Frank? What's the difference between a white? Round and a green round. I was going to say, with the white phosphorus, whatever is on the other side of that round mm-hmm. is not only blown up from the concussion, but they're burning and they can't see the flames and they're not having fun. Question about this. Uh, <laughs> you see, so watch that. this. When he dro- he hangs it, he drops it. The The concussion that comes out of the top of that tube. The percussion. Mm-hmm. Percussion. C- concussion? The concussion percussion. is the action. Percussion is the... Poof. Okay, yeah. that. The percussion. Is it... Like, tell me about that. I don't know. Any, I've never tell fired me you a word in band without telling me you weren't in band. Is it, is it, uh, <laughs> like if he doesn't duck his head, is he going to like be knocked out? Yes. <laughs> and does that happen? That'll go through your yes. face. Oh, really? Yes. That's yes. freaking dangerous. Take your face off. Yes. And you see the little white things under, uh, around the bottom? Yeah. Those are the fuel, right? Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. A little bit more to give a little bit more. Oomph. Yeah. So right there, he's got to like. Why do you get think down. he Boom. ducks away? Do you, do you think he wants to look in and go, is that coming out? No, I was just, because I saw a video uh, like maybe 10 years ago, uh, similar as this, and they were they were firing off mortars, and one of the dudes doesn't. last picture right there, that guy with the one hand? Yeah. He's been doing it way too long, and he's way too familiar with what he's doing. Yeah, because isn't that kind of tough to hold it like that? That, and it could slip, and it could not drop when he wants it to. And or he like you'll get lazy with one hand, and, leave, and you'll leave your hand there, and then you lose that hand. Who was who is the mortar man? We had him here. Was it was it Reeves? Was he mortars? He was. I forget what Reeves was. He'll he's probably listening. He'll probably correct. Me. I I I feel like it was him because uh, we were talking. He was, he was giving me lessons on. Okay, mortars. now see, this is a dude. You know, he jerked off in theater. He's like, yeah, here's a whole one hand, bro. <laughs> oh, God. He's oh. the guy who was always in the stall. <laughs> the he's one a- guy. <laughs> Yeah, John's so. in the background just die. He's like, we'll bring him up. What did we'll I do? Him. What right. did I do? So that was that was our uh, that was again my man. I could hang out with those dudes for the rest of my. If like I died and I woke up and I didn't oh, see God, but John's I saw a Waterman. John. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really pull him up. Well, we'll pull him up in a minute. He's like motherfuckers. Yeah. So I, so I, if I woke up, if I died and I woke up and I was in that mortar pit with those guys, I'd be like, oh, there is a heaven. There is a heaven. So Kevin does like yeah, just getting men. all sorts of in all sorts uniform. of that today. Stupid RAF flyback. Actually, the Australian Royal Air Forces uh, in a video posted number four. Video posted to the unofficial U.S. Air Force subreddit. Unofficial. I love I love Reddit. All right, I love, unofficial. I love Reddit. I accidentally deleted two by the way, so I need to pull it back up. Okay, keep going. We'll I'm ready for up. number four. Well, we don't need number two. We need number four. I'm ready for number four. All right, pull up number four. Um, on Thursday, you can watch a RAAF C-17 Zoom. Okay, now listen. Before I just, as I'm reading this, I'll just pull it up as a former aviator. Uh, this is insane. Like these, this is insane. There's, I've seen some crazy flying. Play this. Uh, is this is this from a, a Fast and Furious movie? No, this is they they do an air show. It's right. I think that's it. That's it right there. Um, ah! Oh, why? What did you do? I no, it did it on its own. 
Ad removed. What? Ad removed. It's an ad. That's not an That's ad. That an was ad. the video. Oh, scroll down. Maybe it's further down. You're further down. La- ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> well, there we go. Well, no, that's not it. That's just an awesome. Hey, uh, reload it. What the hell? I'll be very upset if that. Do you uh, know what? I, I think I have a. I think I have another clip of it. Uh, look down. I do. Uh, uh, on the list, I think it's number five. Yeah, it's right here. Okay, there we go. So I do. I have another angle of it. But um, so is this that dude, that's a city. That's a city. That is. That's a city. He goes between buildings. They're, okay, they have to be fat. Uh, this is part of Fast Nine. I just want to let you know. Look at this. <laughs> it's all about family. Are you? Try to do no way something. This is well, why is it the Americans don't like us whenever we do this? Thing? <laughs> yeah, this would give New York a fucking heart attack real quick. <laughs> Everyone would drop dead. That guy's oh, filming that. He's filming that oh, out of his window. What's that? He just had the 9-11 memorial. You're like, yeah, everybody would drop dead if they did that. Really? They did. <laughs> I, oh. I, Dick. I don't know what I said. Because um, they dropped dead out of a, from a plane from pull, out of, out pull, of a building. Pull, but pull up the next video. <laughs> God, you insane. Here you go. Dick. Here's I think this is a different angle of it. Uh, I had to start right there. First of all, come on, C-17s, they're cool, I guess, but they're no C-130s. Uh, no, I got. I'm not gonna Look lie. At they're that. awesome. Insane. This I'm, would I'm get just gonna you, park this on the fifth floor, guys. This would get you. So, look at that. It's like, oh, he's gonna die. Mm. Oh, they're all dying. Oh, who wants uh, who no wants a coffee Jesus, from he's Starbucks? Got his flaps. His flaps are full. He's gonna look at that. And the fact that they oh, authorize that. Oh, yeah, they authorize the the foreign air forces. I told you about the, my experiences flying with Alejandro. Alejandro was a <laughs> he was a uh, exchange pilot from uh, Italy, and he used to walk around with like you know that that uh, what do you call this when you have a mustache and you have the chin strap cool. here? No, you got a mustache oh. and the you look like um, oh, guy. Douche, what's the, that guy's name? The, the douchebag chin strap. Yeah, you look, no, no, no. Like, like it's like this, and it's a, it's like a old school goatee, I guess. Uh, he would a walk around fashion. with that, and he had the the Italian insignia on his on his uniform, and people would try to lock up. You know, they'd walk by and be like, "Hey, excuse me, you," could, and then they'd look and be like, "I don't know what the hell this guy is." <laughs> but he, these were these were uh, European flyers, and they would say, we would joke around and be like, "Hey, hey, Alejandro, can you um." Can you fly the C-130 into that bridge over there? And he's like, hey, let's try. And all of a sudden he pulls the herc over and you're like, no, dude, we're joking. You hear it's, that? He's like, yeah, you want to fly that into that? That's a Taliban thing. That's a Taliban thing. He used thing. to, and close. if anyone's watching that used to fly with, uh, he was, I loved flying with him, but he would go, we'd be flying along. He'd be like, hey, Sally. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, John says they're handlebars. They're, ha- they're handlebars. You hold well, yeah, on. yeah, that's a handlebar, but then you got this little thing here. <laughs> you, he'd go, he'd go, Sally, <laughs> Sally. He's like, Look, and he'd point down to his crotch, he'd have a full boner, and he's like, I love flying. I cannot get enough. I'm not joking. I, ha- I have own joystick. <laughs> I have second hottest wife in, in Kazakhstan. Ugh. Anyways. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Space Force, released on Monday. The Space Force's enlisted rank insignia all feature large triangle known as the Delta. They, they uh, released them today, right? Uh, this kind of goes back to my my whole thing so about it's the Air Force. Okay, well, no, no. <laughs> yes. Well, you would think. Blow that up. Can you can you scroll down? Let me see if you can find a bigger a bigger one. Uh, hold on. Let me just pull my. I mean, um, scroll it down. Scroll it down. I think there's a, a larger. There you go. There you go. That's the that's the insignia. So it's uh, the Air Force. No, it's that's the not Force. the Air Force. Look no, at that. that's like see that that's old school right there. No, yeah, that it's showing you what what the. What, what the were. Air Force is? No, it was showing you what their original was, and no, then it's showing you what the... And it that looks... Fucking it, copycats. Lo, yeah. Why is that a copyright infringement of any and everything Star Trek right there? Exactly. Oh, That's the point of me bringing this up. Now, Jeremy, go to... Um, three, four, four rockers down, three rockers up with a 
a navigation point in the go, earth in the middle. I know, I know. I read all the descriptions. It was bad. <laughs> now go to number seven. Pull up number seven here real quick. Are you talking about the uniform? Okay, now scroll down. It's going to show you. Watch this. Watch this, Frank. That, so that's the Space Force. Dude, okay. That's, Get it. Oh, hold on. That's, well, that's Star Trek. Now scroll down. Hold Keep on, scrolling. I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm trying not to blow up too much. Keep scrolling. Okay, Thank that's you. Starfleet Command. Thank you. Remember my whole rant so last week? So fucking... much copyright infringement. <laughs> oh my God, look at that. So much copyright infringement. Yo. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> oh my. Please tell me they have a Captain Kirk. Oh, they I'm sure they be. do. They I fucking Captain Kirk. hope so. They better be. Uh, I would change my name. Yeah, yeah. And go officer just so I can get the right. So captain. here's my problem. Black Captain Kirk. I don't know how I should feel about this. Like part of me, when you I get when I get angry at adults that wear like cartoons on their shirts or have like hey. stuffed animals in their cars, I get like I literally I, I see red. I get livid. I think that this is a result of that. I think there was some freaking LARPing nerd that's like, oh, excuse me, sir. I have and he writes out, he draws his I little LARPing. his little star trek. Do you really? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was about to walk out. I was about to walk out. This is my house. I'm about to leave. Really. Oh, well, y'all will ride my bike out of here. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I do. I do. I think it's so, so douchey. Uh, completely unoriginal. Uh, Space Force, call me. We'll talk about Well, here's the thing. Up. So now it's like everyone, not, everyone has a little brother now. So, oh yeah, Air Force has got a little brother. Air, Air Force finally has somebody to pick on, right? Well, because the Army had the Army Air Corps, which actually, yeah, we're your little brother, yeah, yeah. The Air Force, uh, little brother now. Someone said, and I thought this was great. They said, um, uh, the Air Force is the Coast Guard of the Space Force, and I had to think about it. I'm like, holy shit, they're right, they're spot on. Oh, they're spot on. Oh, not that there's anything wrong to be the the Coast Guard of anything. <laughs> <laughs> again, I again I. As much as I hate to do this. Yeah, what? To defend John, my roommate. Um, Elder John's like, hmm? uh, he was Coast Guard. He did all that fast boat shit, that, all that spec op stuff. Yeah, so they, they don't have special operations. Yeah, they have for, like, like they SWAT level stuff, right? When he, all that fast boat stuff of getting, uh, finding those Haitian boats coming back and forth and the jumping on that. That's what John that? used to do. I thought they're, aren't they, they're not using fast boats anymore. They're using horses. Well, Too soon? <laughs> Too soon? Uh, Pop Smoke put up a thing. <laughs> Pop Smoke put up a thing, and it said uh, it was a, a pie chart, and it said so he's on the boat with a lasso. <laughs> yeah, it was a pie chart, and it said horse unemployment under Trump, and it showed like zero percent, oh. and then it showed horse unemployment under Biden. <laughs> so when the beef like goes under, we now start having horse meat, and you know why? Uh, <sighs> I don't know. That's, I don't think that's too soon. So quiet it is. <laughs> All right. I so got, I uh, I'm pretty sure you whipped that on the head, sir. <laughs> I have so much to say, but I just can't. Mm. I'd like to hear. What do you got to say? Oh, Come on, Frank. Do no, it, it goes do way it, too. Do it. Do oh, wait, it. wait, wait. It depends. Maybe he shouldn't. <laughs> it's Trust me. It, it gets way too. Oh, we're already past the fourth wall at this point. It gets Fuck way it. too political. And it just, I just, I don't, I don't want to go there. All right. We'll talk about it offline. We'll talk about it offline. Uh, hey, whisper it into my ears while I hold the mic to your mouth. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically all, all I have. Do you have anything? Uh, Halloween um, stuff? No, I don't know, so it's fall. Um, so the fall's great. Well, yeah. Know. So mm-hmm. weather's finally changing. For those of you guys who don't know, North Carolina is now in what we call a faux fall. Oh yeah. You get that slight comfort of like, man, it's so gorgeous out. You but you keep your shorts out. It's gonna be two. Yeah. It's gonna you be ninety five degrees. You, you like, oh man, it's sixty <laughs> degrees out tonight. I put some jeans on, 
and then you realize it's going to be 90 fucking eight because you yeah. didn't pay attention to the goddamn weather. Yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. And then you walk out, you walk back to the house or you walk around the store one day, i.e. Yeah, the other day. And uh, there's this big old wet spot in the back of my ass thinking, oh, I'm going to be great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Talk about is, fucking embarrassing. This is. Uh, oh, by the way, if you wanted to date me, that's probably a reason not to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the last time I ever say, Jeremy, take over the show for a minute. Hey, we have a great guest on tonight. Uh, John Peck, U.S. Marine Corps, motivational speaker, offer, offer, author of the book, Rebuilding Sergeant Peck. How I put my body and soul back together. If he's still with us, he might not even. Uh, oh, he's here. He's still. He's like, I'm invested. Fuck this all right, shit. Cool. Bring him up. Bring him up. I can't see him now. I don't have. I'm not using my phone, so I can't see. So I'm just assuming you have him up, and I'm assuming that. Oh, he's totally giving you both double fingers he, right now. He's looking back. He's leaning back. He's thinking. He's, he's like, we got three jarheads on here and a chair for us. How the all fuck right. did I get on this podcast? All right, wait, all right. Listen to this, John. Listen. I'm gonna go. That was that was what we call. The icebreaker. Now we're going to get into the Charlie Rose situation. This is when I, I do my interview. This is when I shine and we find out and I make you cry on camera. <laughs> That's what, what was that? That was um, the actor's Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Remember? Yeah. He's like uh, uh, Cuba Gooding. He's like, oh. you're not going to make me cry. And then he ends up crying at the end. Welcome aboard. Is that what you say to Marines? Welcome on deck. Welcome to the ship. Welcome aboard. Is Welcome fine. aboard to the 21 Gun Podcast. I'm th- I'm, I'm, listen, I'm thankful you stayed after all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, that says it all. That says yeah, it all. Me too. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still a quad, just so you know. Like, okay. Uh, at any point, the arms could be technically removed. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Well, we'll, 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 we will get into that before we get too deep. Uh, it's never too deep. Before ah! we get too deep, I want to start. Um. Uh. Like, let's let's. Actually, do you know what? Yeah, let's do that. Fuck it. We're just going to go the way we go. Um, See, baby, yeah. I always feel, listen, and, and, and let me bring this up. I always feel bad <laughs> complaining about anything, right? I've had, I've had buddies who are, who are amputees of people yeah. I went through some rough shit. I always feel bad complaining about everything, anything. And then when I'm around my friends and I'm like, you know, sorry about that. And they're like, what the fuck? He's like, people tend to minimize their injuries and minimize uh, their trauma and their suffering and stuff like that. Are you one of those people? Uh, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, there was, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, I was telling them we were talking, and they're like, oh, I shouldn't really complain. And I'm just like sitting there. I mean, we're like virtually chatting or something. And they're like, I shouldn't really complain to you. I'm just, I, I want to like reach through my phone and like smack these people that sit there and say <laughs> that. Really? Like, I just want to like, I just want to choke you. Well, let's let's get, let's dive into that. Okay. Why why is that? Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but you got to be careful who you offer to choke because some of them would be like, "Do it, Daddy." So you got to yeah, be careful. It, it, I feel like that would have been this particular person, uh, but it's just because it's like, I like I understand my situation is a very unique and very like one of those very unique situations. You know, sure. if you lose a limb, you could die from it. Right. I mean hell you could lose like a single like a few digits and you could die from it but to lose like all four limbs your life you're you're basically you're knocking at death's door and i mean i i I did die and everything like that but then for this person to sit there and be like oh i shouldn't complain to somebody like you i mean this person has been through their own trauma right i'm now at my point and i'm not at this point in my life where it's just like it's just this daily thing that I live with. And I mean, sure. yeah, I have, I have to do things a little bit differently. And, you know, it, it, it takes me a little bit longer to, you know, to get into my car and stuff like that. But it, it's not, 
it's not this big like burden that it used to be back in you know back when i originally got injured it's not this oh woe is me when like take pity upon me kind of thing sure it, it's really not this thing i mean for somebody to sit there and say well i shouldn't really you know compare you know i shouldn't sit there and like feel bad about what's going on with me it's like why <laughs> why not kind of thing i, yeah. I just don't I don't understand that. Mike, Mike Stojic, he was on a few weeks ago, a uh, Marine Corps officer. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to him about that once and um, he, he made a good point. He said, you know, cause I told him I was having a, I was having a rough day and I'm like, I was pissed off because my 55 year old uh, secretary is in the other room. And I'm like, what the fuck does she know? Blah, blah, blah. I was all angry. And he's like, no. dude, dude, he's like, you don't, don't first off, don't do that. This is about five years ago. He snapped some sense in me. He's like, don't do that. He's like, you don't know her life and what her trauma is, right? Okay, so she's never been shot at. Okay, so she's never, you know, she hasn't experienced these things. But that doesn't mean within her life she hasn't experienced something that her brain says is bad, is fucked up, and I need to get through it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, I never really looked at it like that, but I think it, it makes sense. Like, just because one person gets, hits an IED and another person, you know, loses a dog, so not to say that they're equal, but I mean, to the person, right? It's all suffering and, and everybody's, I agree. Everybody's trauma is different. And, yeah. and, but I think when you start equating certain things, like I stubbed my toe, I broke my toe. And it was a terrifying moment. Someone goes, man, my arms got blown off. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's a significant level of difference. Well, not to play you, devil's you, advocate. I'm just, yeah. Saying. You, I mean, for somebody to sit there and be like, for instance, what was it like? Oh Yeah. Like not not being political, so like going off of what Frank was like trying not to go down, but like fucking Frank. CNN the other day, I saw an article or something like that, but they're like CNN the other day was like, uh, you know, we thank the troops and everything, and they're great heroes, but at the same time, we should also thank the media. And it, at at the bottom of it was like it was a Rick and Morty episode, and was like try not to stroke yourself off too hard or something like that did they really say that yes it was like (laughs) don't put yourself on the same playing field as us service members if oh yeah yeah. when they say uh you're a frontline worker to the war battling this i'm like have you ever been to war hold up hold on yeah hold on a second you're on the front lines the front lines the front lines of COVID. okay people some people die they yeah. died because they just they just didn't wake listen, up. Listen, listen. We I, we have friends and people that didn't wake we, up from bullets and bombs. I'm just trying to say. We it. we have a generation of people that feel the need to pat themselves on the back for everything. Well, yeah, they, they, there's the brovets. The brovets. And, and, and well, there's the brovets. I, I actually don't think there's as many no, it's, brovets. It's, it's worse than the brovets. It, brovets. It's a this. There's a whole generation I have behind that are. It's nothing but glorification. Yes, it's glorification, it's it's entitlement, it's sub-entitlement. And it's like, well, sure, you got shot at, but my professor gave me a B. Yeah. That, but that's my, that, that's, that's you know, my original point, is what I, when, I, when I made that first comment about, so, okay, someone has some ultra-fear spiders, they got bit, maybe they're allergic. They're, that's, that could be traumatic, they probably could have died. I get that, but it's too... No, this, chi- like, this person, like this chick was like, for instance, this chick like saw her brother die from cancer and like was raped and she didn't want to like 
compare herself to me i'm like okay so i, I get that that's a yeah. certain level that that's a, that's a, it depends on the level of trauma but again that's the, about the the psych the psych uh psych yeah behind, behind it. it's like all right a spider jumped on my face i'm deathly afraid of spiders bullets hit my fucking chest i'm pretty sure there's a significant level of yeah. trauma that goes around. i'm just saying i i yeah i i agree with that i also here's another problem um is that you like like you just said the the freaking CNN was saying that they <laughs> thank the troops, but also thank the media for being there. Uh, when, when you say stuff like that, you're you're just dividing us even more. You're just making some people angry, some people angrier, and now you're saying, "Oh, what about my? What about your?" Instead of coming together and and things like like what what John does as a motivational speaker, we'll get into that. You know, he he can share his trauma and he can teach people, I guess overcoming adversity like that, but he can also say, you know, he can, he can bring people into it yeah, versus, sure. versus, uh, pushing them apart. Cause I, I think, I think the attitude, um, you know, screw you, screw your trauma. Mine was worse. Uh, especially in the world of veterans, right? Veteran mental health, you know, it's why, why do veterans group. only want to hang out with veterans and why do it, civilians don't understand us? I don't know. Do you think it might have something to do with the fact that we think we're better than civilians? <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know, man. Like there's actually like, I don't know, like, there's a lot of veterans that I don't even actually get along with. There's, I don't know, like oh, there's even plenty. while I was like recovering at Walter Reed, there was, there's quite a few veterans that just, I don't know, like something happened. Like they kind of <laughs> got on my nerves or I don't know. It's like, maybe they just like, after their injuries, they got like this sense of fame or something. And it's just entitlement, etc. Marco Sotrell. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey now, hey now. Um, well, I mean, I never met the dude, but like, for hey, instance, let's not talk like, bad about Marcus Luttrell. Okay. Everyone just about Marcus no, Luttrell. Like, for instance, Kyle Carpenter. Like, Marcus, you're awesome, dude. No, he's <laughs> a good guy. I, I, no, but like <laughs> Kyle Carpenter, right? Y'all know him, but like the whole time before he even got the medal of honor, freaking the most humble dude ever. Like the dude never wanted to receive the medal of honor. Agreed. And yeah. then he always stayed humble. He all like he's still to this day humble. Absolutely. Like that's he really is. He's down to earth and everything like that. But then you see, like, I'm not gonna mention names, but then like <laughs> other like quad amputees who like if you try to contact them, it might be like that you won't get a hold of them. Like you might yeah. get a hold of their booking agents and it might be like, Oh, you wanna talk to this particular person? Sure. Uh, we're gonna charge you five thousand dollars. And it's yeah. like who the fuck do I will, you think you are? I will talk shit about oh, Warrior man. Poet Society. I forget that dude's name. He's with the 75th Ranger Regiment. He wanted money. I was like, dude, we're, we're, we're a nonprofit Matt, Matt that, that... No, 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 not Matt Best. It was uh, Warrior Poet. I forget his name. Yeah, they wanted money. I'm like, we're, we're a nonprofit. Our point is to prevent veteran suicide. They're like, well, our fee is five... Th-. I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, we're not dealing with you. Um, yeah, that's all. I might, I might be going down to visit Marcus in a few so uh, we, we won't really talk about that. Oh, no, it wasn't Marcus Control. What was the other one? <laughs> the other one, the dip wad. Um, the don't Lone do it. Survivor. Yeah, that's Marcus. No, not that one. There's no, only no, one. Not Lone Survivor. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, don't bring up Dakota, too, because... Uh, yeah. Could, no, come on. Hey, listen. Let's you move on. The name. Let's you move on. All right. Uh, the questions, questions. Gotta have a little fun. Gotta have a little fun. <laughs> I like to find out uh, guests, like, where everything began that led him up to this peak of your life of sitting on the 21 gun podcast. So where'd you grow up? Uh, See what I did there. Wow. (laughs) I was like, he peaked. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? 
Uh, so I was born in Daytona Beach, Florida, and I was raised by like a single parent. And then okay. um, we moved to uh, Rockford, Illinois, and that's Wait. where I uh, enlisted into the Marines. Wait a minute. Is this another Marine with daddy issues? <laughs> Yo. Oh, yeah, I got super daddy issues. <laughs> Yo. We joke about that all the time. Jeremy, tell us about your daddy issues. <laughs> he, I'm still waiting for the milk and cigarettes. <laughs> I asked for the cigarettes. You went to get milk. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, who was the most important person in your life growing up? Uh, it's actually my uncle. So, like, my uncle was in the Marines. Uh, but I didn't know until like I grew up and everything like that. And, uh, he, uh, he was actually my father figure, uh, and he was actually addicted to drugs and everything and alcohol. And, uh, I didn't know this until like, until I was older. Um, he actually went to rehab and he like found God and everything like that. He got a lot better. He's alive. Huh? You said he found God. God's alive. That was a joke. Hold on. Oh, I don't have the I don't have the hit and miss. Yeah, I know. That's that why I horrible. said it. Did you hear that terrible? Like he even gave you a pity laugh. He was like, ah, yeah, that's lame. That's, that's um, yeah, thank you. Anyways, go on. <laughs> now, so now I'm gonna put him in. Don't worry. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you in your place in about two minutes. Do yes. uh, So like, uh, yeah. So he was my like father figure because my dad, you know, he went to the get went to the convenience store never came back right boohoo woe is me fucking sperm donor um but yeah he took me fishing everything like that but uh two days before my afghan deployment he was on fentanyl patches i don't know why but they're prescribed but he uh, he overdosed on them and oh. i wasn't able to go to his funeral but uh when Jeremy. i was uh, oh, i'm so sorry man uh, no, that's cool but uh so this now i'm gonna put him in his place um when i was blown up I actually was pronounced dead and like the doctors like, you know, like washed their hands, walked mm-hmm. away, pronounced me dead. And like, I saw my uncle. So yeah, you can say what you want. <laughs> so so that's actually really cool. No, wait, I wait, mean, wait, wait, but- wait, I want to hear about this. All right. So tell me you're pronounced dead. What, what do yeah. you see? Do you, or is it blackness? What, what's going nah, on? It's like, wow, he's freaking sitting right can you, here. Can you shut the fuck up? We have a good <laughs> interview here. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, so it was like, I don't know, it was like, I mean, it's not like being all cheesy or anything, but it was like white. And then my uncle had this stupid grin. It was this like douchebag grin, but it was just a smirk on his face. And I can't do it, but it's just a stupid smirk. And he was like, hey, what's going on, nephew? You're like, you know what happened to you? I was like, yeah, I know what happened. And he's like, all right, you're going to go back down there and you're going to give him hell, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And he's like, all right, go back down there. And, uh, oh, shit. Like, were, you, were you aware of anything around you? What was around? No, nah, I mean, it was just me and him. Literally wow. just me and him. That was it. And I don't know the time frame. Like, I don't know, like when I saw him to when I woke up, but that I was, I was unconscious, like, or I was in a coma, medically sedated for three, I think, or I'm sorry, two to two and a half months. So I don't know, like when I saw him to when uh. I woke up. Yeah, I've read that uh, working in medicine. I've read that whole the the blackness, the cold blackness of being in a medical induced coma, and how there it's not that you don't know, you're not aware of anything, right? Or or is it like literally like when you go to bed at night and you wake up the next morning and suddenly eight hours is gone? Did suddenly two months of your time go by, or is what's happening? So that's the other thing. Like I don't mean to like trail off, but like I don't dream anymore. 
really? I don't dream. I go to sleep and like, if I dream, it's rare. It's literally, I go to sleep and it's nothing but blackness. So I wait, I go to, I go to sleep and then I wake up and that's it. It's good. So when you saw, when you saw your uncle, was it like a brief moment thing? Like, or was it in how you would picture? Was it like a long period of time type thing? Or was it just, you saw it and then you remember it and that's about it. I saw it and then I was like, I remembered it kind of thing. Holy moly. That's pretty cool. I, I had a woman on, um, I'm not going to remember the name of it. There's a, there's a certain type of therapy where you move, you do eye movements. Um, gosh, I wish you could remember it. Cause it actually works really well with, uh, with veterans. Is uh, that the eye movement where you can detect which, like what, uh, it, what part of the brain you're using? Well, it's, it's a type of therapy. God, it's going to bug me. Um, it's type of therapy where you, you do certain movements with your eyes up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right. And it's like, I honestly don't know enough about it. it it's crazy. They've written books. There's document. I mean, it, it tends to work. One of the weirdest side effects, and it's a huge percentage of people that do this, and specifically they did this with Vietnam veterans and they're coming up with it. Um, Jeremy, Google like eye movement therapy. It's going to come yeah, up. Yeah, I'm looking at it yeah, now. Yeah, it's going to um, come Eye up. cognitive therapy, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. It might eye be. Mov- There's um, a name for it. It's like it, whatever. It'll be like an acronym. But um, mm-hmm. a lot of these people, when they do that, not only do they the recover. EMDR? Yes, that's it. EMDR. Yeah, that's what it was. Eye thought, movement, desensitization, reprocessing. We had someone on just recently. Yeah, we someone did. Someone was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, when they do this, not only does it, it work somehow. I have no idea. In medicine, I have no idea, but I don't care because when shit works, freaking go with it. Um, but people have near-death experiences. Uh, the, the first documented case was a Vietnam guy who he, he had killed a civilian girl. And he carried that with him. And he carried that with him. And they're doing this thing with him. And he he said it was like a dreamlike state or whatever. He had a conversation with this girl. She was suddenly there and it like closed the trauma loop or whatever that he was kind of stuck in. And that's not abnormal. That's not uncommon uh, for people to, to have these, I guess you would call them near death experiences or, yeah, or it's, whatever. It's to, it's they're being treated and, and basically it's to recall de-stressing images. Yeah. It's to re basically but to, relive to, it. Yeah. Uh, the woman who I interviewed, this is on the wait, what if podcast, I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'll post it. Um, she she was going through the therapy and she suddenly she was there next to her husband who died. She was dealing with it. He died like in front of her in a horrible accident. And it was all like closed up there. I don't know how. So uh, has that carried with you? Like what what is How's that affected your life? Uh, having an experience like that? I had no plan to go down this route, but I mean, it's freaking fascinating. <laughs> no, it's uh, like before, you know, like I was like a, I was kind of atheist and everything like that not atheist. I think I was more of agnostic atheist. I don't know. But like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really go to like church because I think the churches are very corrupt. And I'm not talking about like the mom and pop churches kind of thing. I'm talking about like the Joel Olstein churches, like yeah, especially yeah, yeah. what oh, happened yeah. with the freaking Texas hurricane shit. And he can yeah. sit there and say, oh, my church was flooded and bullshit. And oh, woe is me. But like the fact that a Marine got injured in 2010 and like gives away to like single parents every year. But the dirt, the dude freaking is surrounded by a multimillion dollar mansion and bodyguards and coach and Chanel. And you're supposed to be living on a penance, whatever. I think I said that word wrong, but like I feel like if your church is a if you live in a multimillion dollar mansion, you're oh, not, yeah. you're Absolutely. not something's wrong. Yeah. Um, 
so I stay away from churches like that. And, but like, other than that though, like I do, I think it's changed my viewpoint. Um, plus, you know, science has come away, come a long way. They've also kind of looked into, uh, the God particle, <laughs> yeah. uh, which DMT, right? Uh, oh, oh you're stellar on pro, yeah. uh, they've actually been able to create mass, right. which I forget the, the CERN. Oh my God. This C-R-N. is more scientific. Uh, uh, I forget what the, the, the name of it is or who, who came up with this theory, but basically you cannot create or destroy mass. Sure. So nuclear research. Yeah. The God particle, they were actually able to create mass. Um, That's insane. Which is so, why they called it the God particle. Yeah, the largest particle physics laboratory in the world. Yeah, CERN. Yeah. yeah. CERN, the one that's in like Eastern Europe, 20 yeah. miles. Yeah, yeah, um, Frank, real quick, make sure you touch your, your camera at least mm-hmm. once because it's going to time out. It, it uh, already did. It did? Just, just hit the... Um, All right, you, you handle that. I'll ask the next question. Um, so we actually had one from a, 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 a listener. Okay. Ask a question. So, okay, go. Um, John, this person asked, did you tell your mother about the interaction with your uncle and how did it, how did that change your perception of the afterlife of the afterlife as compared to your belief prior to that? I told her about it. Um, my mother is kind of, I don't know. Uh, my mother is, I don't know. I think she's kind of going through some stuff. Um, yeah, I think she's kind of going through some stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not something like when, when I think it's one of those things where experiencing it is different than trying to relay that to someone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause we all have our, our opinions, but I, I absolutely agree with you about the other thing. you know, I, I bring up a lot of times when people, you know, you see people with their, um, that act like they're holier than thou that are all religious and everything. And they're driving a $45,000 car and they have, and you're like, like you couldn't downgrade and give that money to someone who might could use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, to me, it seems if you are, uh, if, if, if you are claiming to be this righteous individual, Joel Osteen, and you have a multi-million dollar yacht, then there's no way, there's no way that no matter how much good you do, God would sit there and be like, yeah, you know, you were balling with that yacht. You claim to be some sort of messiah. I'm gonna let you. No, no, no. That's I personally. That's how I feel. It's not. It's not gonna happen. If anything, I mean, I still get tattoos. I still swear. Oh still, God, get him off my show. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I still. I mean, I still say like, you know, God damn it, and stuff like that. I mean, there's still. I mean, trust me, I don't walk around like thinking I'm like, you know. Like now, a, yeah. a, a, a saint or anything like that. But like, I still try to put good karma into the world. Um, sure. awesome. I have this belief that like, I try, I want to leave this world a better place than what I, or what is it? What, what is it? Like, I want to leave the world a better place than what it was when I came into it kind of thing. Sure. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's the visual, uh, or the, the visible injuries, uh, that you sustain, but you also sustained a TBI. I'm a big TBI advocate, um, understanding it, looking for alternative methods of treatment and stuff. Um, how, how early in your Marine Corps career were you in Iraq and, and tell us about your TBI and your recovery from that. Sorry, I have tinnitus. <laughs> Wait, it's you ringing. Could- could you really not hear me or? Are, no, I can hear you. It's just ringing. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, 
we deal with that a lot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically, I was getting at is tell me about your your TBI, right? This happened before you lost arms and legs. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's something that people don't see, right? But it's it's like the hallmark injury of the war on terror. Uh, tell me about your 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 diagnosis and then your recovery from that. So the TBI was in 2007 in Iraq and like it was a, a tear in the frontal lobe. Um, I don't think it was actually that big. Um, if I was able to recover, it wasn't like, so traumatic brain injuries, they can go from like, you know, something so small. Like I think mine wasn't probably that severe. So I couldn't remember like my name, my date of birth, social security, like basic information. That's pretty severe. (laughs) (laughs) But now, but then you have like, the more like severe TBIs where like you can't function. Right. Like you oh, sure. put on your shirt, you, like not, you're not really a vegetable, but you can't do ADLs like active daily, like living tasks. Right. Um, so yeah, like it was bothersome to have to learn how to drive. It was bothersome to like learn how to like redo things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, it wasn't, like the end of the world kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was, it was just a more of an annoyance. So, uh, I still suffer from like long-term, uh, memory loss, um, short-term memory loss, uh, vocabulary recall. And then I have a hard time trying to like say words. So like, I can tell you the definition, I can tell you how to spell it. But when I go to say the word, all of a sudden my brain will just like turn to mush sometimes. Right. So, um, and I'm also starting to learn that I'm having a hard time sometimes expressing, uh, sometimes I'm having a hard time expressing emotions and it's usually the more endearing motion emotions. So it's like maybe not empathy, but like compassion or like more of like the loving emotions. So it, it's, it's kind of not the best. Sure. From the TBI. Uh, well, well, most people would get blown up, suffer from a TBI, TBI, have to learn their name and drive and then be like, do you know what? I'm going to do another job. You didn't, you, you yeah. re-enlisted in the Marine Corps. What was your decision process with that? I mean, I, the only thing I really knew at that time was just the Marines, um, and then I was also thinking, I actually knew that I also loved to uh, cook and everything. So my whole thought process was like, well, I'll do, I'll do another tour. Well, at that time it was, if you re-enlisted, you could go for the infantry. It was like, you could take a few months. I think I forget what it was, but like you could go take a few months off and you could go do the uh, guard duty you could go work on the range um go do these like other duties like on the base or something like that and i got put into the gym because i was like six foot 205 pounds and everything like that so i got to go i got to go work out at the not go work out at the gym but i was like at the gym and all i had to do was like clean up the gym and basically work out half the time sure lucky they um, me into an armory <laughs> yeah um and then my unit was slated to go to Afghanistan. And my thought process was like, 
okay, I'll go and do this deployment. And then after I get done with this deployment, that's all I had to do. And then I'll go and I'll switch to culinary field because the Marines will send you to the Culinary Institute of America for free. And I'm like, nice. I didn't know that. That's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if somebody comes up to me and says, oh, you're a stupid pogue. Be like, oh, you see these medals on my chest? Oh, Iraq, <laughs> Afghanistan, Purple Heart, Combat Action Ribbon, eat a fucking dick. Like, yes. like <laughs> shut up. Um, so yeah, that was my thought process. And well, as you can as you can see, I didn't make it in one one piece out of Afghanistan. So yeah. So you, yeah, you found yourself in Afghanistan, another IED. This time you weren't vehicle mounted. You were, you were dismounted when you encountered it. Yeah, we were, uh, we were dismounted and, uh, I was up front, uh, doing mine detecting and we came up, we were sweeping a whole village, um, kind of doing like knock and greet, Mm -hmm. uh, presence. And, um, we came up to this last little compound. It was all the way in the back. Nobody was around, no kids. We actually had to get clearance because it was really sketchy. And uh, so, you know, we were okay to go in and we knocked on the gate. Nobody answered and super like red flags and like all of our hairs were standing up and we're like, oh shit, this isn't good. So I, you know, I went in and as I went in, you know, my guys followed me and everybody was like being really, you know, Everybody was like making sure that we were watching everything. And uh, I went up to each individual room as close as I could. And as I got up to their doors, which were made out of metal, you know, the guys would go into their rooms and just check everything. One of the rooms had like a battery and wires, which in the same room is kind of not a good thing. And um, so I went into their bathroom area, their storage area, everything looked fine. And you know, I went back to the courtyard and next thing I know, I was going to go tell my sergeant, like, hey, I'm going to go outside and grab a few guys and hold security. And like, I went to go tell him this and I turned around. And I think I took a step forward with my left foot. And like, next thing I know, I'm going Bloop! and like my like my right leg just like popped off and I felt it just go right into my head. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> look, Jesus Christ, Holy found shit. another IED. <laughs> I was like, uh, shit. And, and so you, uh, that's one of the, uh, I think with people I've interviewed kind of like 50, 50, whether you remember anything or not, it sounds like it's pretty vivid. You, you still actually recall the events. Uh, yeah. did you lose consciousness at all? Yeah. So I was in and out of consciousness. So like, so this is going to be like bits and pieces of my memory and my guy's memory. So like, yeah, my yeah. sergeant had like, was like calling out and eventually he got to my name so he was the closest to me and when he got to my name he he was deaf and uh he kept rolling on to other people's names and finally somebody went up to him and told him to stop that's peck in the hole and they kept calling for me and there and finally i was like Arr! and they just the the corpsman and another guy rushed up to the hole and they had to stop both of them. Uh, uh, what was it? Lance Corporal Johnson, Doc Gold, and they had to pull him back because of you know Daisy Chain or secondary IDs. And so they, I think they said screw it. They just ran, rushed in. Um, 
And then from there, uh, they started, you know, as guys were getting out of the compound, guys just start whipping off tourniquets from their shoulders and just start chucking them into the, into the hole. And, uh, the corpsman had to put an IV into my, I think my bone marrow. And like, oh, yeah. if an IV like that has to be used, it's, it's kind of like a 95% like mortality rate, I think, or something like that. It's like, it, it's, it's basically like say goodbye kind of thing. Um, and then at one point I told Johnson uh, to take the tourniquets off. They're too tight. Uh, and he slapped me and told me to stop being a bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then at one point I asked him, I was like, Hey, is my, is my, is my family jewels there? And I made him check it. And he's like, yes, they're still there. I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, priorities. I made him grab it too. Um, <laughs> I still do make that, sure. <laughs> at one point I tried to stand up actually on my legs and then <laughs> they kept pushing me down. Um, and then I thought I was saying this in my head, but I was like, don't let me die in this hellhole. Um, but apparently I was actually saying it out loud. So my, my corpsman actually had kind of guilt because we were playing poker two nights or three nights before and we were making jokes and it's kind of ironic, but I was like, yeah, dude, if I lose my legs, it's not a big deal. I'll just roll around in one of those freaking wheelchairs. My balls will always be supported. I don't have to worry about old man saggy balls. <laughs> and I was like, dude, though, if I lose my arms, just take your pistol out and shoot me in the head. And he like, no shit, told me like a year after my injury. He's like, you know, I almost thought about letting you die. I'm like, well, I'm kind of fucking glad you did it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for like, not letting me bleed out. Fuck? Wow. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so I was in and out of consciousness, but at one point, like I came back to, and like, I was told like they, they dropped me because like, you gotta remember, like I had like missing, you know, I was missing my right leg, missing my left leg. My right arm was amputated up like up here. And then my left arm was basically had like the degloving incident where like the skin was like, ba- like, hanging there by the flesh um so like at one point i was told like they dropped me and everything like that and we're talking like we're not talking like some skinny dudes we're talking like we're talking some dude like big freaking dudes we're not talking like i'm sorry but we're not talking like some air force like (laughs) dudes we're talking we're talking marines sorry but uh yeah so I could feel the rotor wash from the helicopter. And then I know I got put on the helicopter and I, I saw this dark shape above me and I was like, all right, I tried to look back and I was like, all right guys, I'll see you later. Next thing I know. Yeah. I was out. Yeah. <laughs> I got morphine. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, I think you deserved it at that point. Um, Holy shit. And then, and then obviously we went back to or earlier, we're kind of all over the place with this. this yeah. Episode, we're all but, over. Uh, yeah, you were on the uh, table. They were going to let you die or they thought you were dead. And then you met your uncle. Um, so tell me about, uh, and I'm, I'm super interested because I didn't know. I guess I kind of knew. I guess I read some some articles. But when did someone say, hey, you know, we can we can get some donor arms for you. And are you interested in this? What what was that process? So like nobody, so like there's there was like this like 
doctor that always came to Walter Reed and like always tried to talk to me about it and everything like that. But like, I wasn't really too impressed about his team and everything. He seemed like he was more concerned about the PR. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was more of like, what can you do for me and my team rather than what I can do for you? Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't get that warm gooey feeling (laughs) (laughs) thank god you didn't because that would have been awkward for everyone in the room (laughs) no so like i was like all right well screw this dude not literally but like i was like screw this dude i ain't having that um so i was like no i'm not doing this shit with you uh so i stopped and that was like you know i got injured in 2010 and then i just i just left i just you know, lived my life with uh, a single prosthetic arm. I I only use my left prosthetic arm. Um, so I think in like 2013, I knew about this guy in Spain who received a double leg transplant. And that's when I kind of looked him up and I was like, Hey, you know, I want to see how he's doing everything like that. And I looked, I Googled this guy and it came up with this, this hospital up in Boston who was looking for uh, candidates. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, they're looking for candidates for leg transplants. And that's when I found out, you know, that they're out there actually looking for leg and arm transplants. So I immediately, you know, wrote them an email and everything like that. So it was right around Christmas or I'm sorry, right around uh, all the holidays in 2013. And they're just like, hey, you know, Instead of, you know, you coming up here this year, why don't you wait until, you know, 2014, we'll do all the testing and everything. And so I waited until the new year and, and everything. And I came up that I went up to Boston, and, um, did all the testing, everything looked good. Somehow I passed a psychological exam again. <laughs> somehow they told me that I have a, a above average intelligence, especially, which I'm, I'm quite proud of, especially seeing as I'm a Marine. you did enlist twice after you got blown up the first time so i don't know my medical my medical uh opinion is um (laughs) i'm just kidding go ahead (laughs) that was for the air force joke but (laughs) that's fair that's fair yeah i mean it was a lot of like medical testing it was like they had to test my blood to make sure like so i got a i I caught a flesh-eating fungus jesus Uh, christ that's, yeah, that's I something of, I never want. I never want a flesh-eating fungus. I'm going to put yeah. it on my list ever. So, flesh-eating fungi? <laughs> yeah, fungi. I caught a flesh-eating fungus that ate my whole left leg Jesus uh, all the way up to my hip. Uh, so I, I would. So I'm the only quad that is a hip dissertate, which so I, I can't use. I mean, I could potentially actually use leg prosthetics, but I don't right. because it takes 200% more energy to walk than regular prosthetics it's just not practical yeah um it's just not so all the other quad fucking amputees like to make fun of me i'm just like you can <laughs> kiss my white hairy ass and i literally don't give a shit there was uh, a there was an air force guy uh when i was deployed um back in 06 uh, Air Force guy, he was, um, what do they call that? Security forces. He's a quad amputee. He got hit with, um, they were, they were shooting rockets at a C-130 and he was what they call a, I don't know. I'm, I'm bringing this up because 
oh, this is going to sound bad. You know, do you know him? No, but I don't know. I don't know. The point is, I don't know if, you know, veterans with quad amputees, if they like, if you guys, it's a tight knit community, right? I would assume there's not like there's only five. Them. Okay. Well, there you go. So there you go. Jeremy's giving me tight. a funny look. So you probably well, know him, right? No, it's not the, it's not that it's the, <laughs> do you know this guy? I'm like, God, but there's only five. I know all five. Okay. So, th- so that makes sense. Er- now this is bad too. I-, I don't know if he survived. I remember we got the, uh, the word. Uh, do you know any Air Force quad amputees? There's Brendan Morocco, who's the first. There's Todd Nicely, who's a Marine, the second. Then there's me, the third, who's a Marine. Then there's either Travis Mills, who's douchebag Army. I mean Army. Then there's <laughs> Taylor Morris, who's Navy. Okay. So That's was nice. the first one, was Air Force? No, he's okay. Army. Then he died. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Let's bring down that conversation. So you wake up, you wake up in the hospital bed. It's recovery time. You look down uh, and there's a new set of arms. What, what, what goes through your mind? They gave me baby hands. Why did they give me baby hands? They're so small. (laughs) Let me see. Put, put, can you put your hands in, in front of the camera? Yes, those are very small hands. Did you now? Were you angry about it? No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean it's not like I can give them back. Yeah, that's true. Oh. That's true. Yeah, I can't like. It's not it like I could be very violent. They're attached very well. I see. Good surgeons. Good surgeons there. God, he pulls his arm <laughs> off in the middle of the interview. Jeez. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it's okay. People like come up to me. Uh, what was it? I think it was like the year and a half after my transplant. I was on a cruise ship and I was playing blackjack. Somebody comes up to me and is like, or somebody's sitting next to me and he's like, what's up with your hands? And we're playing like a few hands. So he doesn't say it right away. It's like, so uh, can I ask you something? I'm like, yeah. It's like, what's up with your hands? I play another hand. I'm like, uh, you really want to know? It's like, yeah. It's like you ever read uh, Doctor Frankenstein's Monster? It's like, yeah, I know, I know that book. I'm like, yeah, I'm the modern day Doctor Frankenstein's monster, and I have oh, somebody geez. else's arms attached to me. Grabs my chips and goes ahead and rolls away. Oh my gosh! Now, do you do? And I know some transplant uh, organizations do this. Do you know the the family? Do you know anything about the person who who donated their arms? So like. I mean, I guess each hospital is different, but usually they like to remain, it's up to the individual family. So my family was going to remain anonymous until like I did my press conference and I'm not, I know it sounds kind of weird. I'm not a spotlight person. I actually hate the spotlight, Mm -hmm. which I know it sounds weird because like I do I do the speaking and I do like the media stuff, but I really hate, I don't like attention when I, when I mean attention, I don't like praise. Does that, does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. You're you're what we call the uh, introverted extrovert, which I've met so many doing this thing. Uh, But when I did the press conference announcing that I received the arm transplant, I think I did it either. I wanted the open chair and they refused it. Or I explained that I wanted an open chair in in my speech, or like I said something me I, I said something meaningful to the family um, in my speech to them. 
Um, but basically the family remained anonymous until they heard my speech until my press conference. And then I, I went back to my hotel and I had received like a long message and it was like, Hey, so I need to tell you something. Um, you see, it's about my son, Chris, and you should know that those arms that you have attached to you are his. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I start reading it and it's like, you know, his name was Chris. He was born with like this rare brain uh, defect. Um, he had, I, I can't remember either seizures or strokes, um, high functioning autism, basically uh, could remember, you know, a bus map. He was playing Beethoven on the piano by five, Aerosmith on the guitar by seven. Whoa. Wow. I wish I could be doing that stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, he, his parents moved down to like New Mexico. Uh, he was like living at a long-term like care facility cause he caught high functioning autism. But, uh, the night that he died, he, uh, and it was his 20, 20, it was his parents 25th year wedding anniversary. And the night that he died, which is really freaking scary. Um, he told his aide, he's like, Hey, I'm not feeling well. And he went to go lay down and then a freaking brain aneurysm just went exploded. Yeah. Those are one of those things you don't want to think about because anytime you don't know, you don't know, Jeremy could be sitting there with the brain aneurysm in your head right now. So actually, uh, two years ago I survived a small brain aneurysm during like the mid hike season. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. There's a few people that were around Lewis, Lewis Loyola knows about it. A couple others know about it. I almost had to step away for a while. So yeah, I, I, in case you didn't know, I almost I kind of yeah. And you and you had a heart attack from rippets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a mild, I had a mild think, heart attack. You think you you've been in this shit, John? He had a heart attack from rippets. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> who kidding. did? I did. This guy. Where's the? Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, aren't you <laughs> drinking one right now? <laughs> this is okay. Jeremy. Hold this on. So my sergeant has been <laughs> was drinking the BCG monsters one every day and then all of a sudden he goes to the doctor and he's like man i'm having heart issues well what do you drink every day monsters what size bcgs <laughs> so you think I'll, you should stop drinking them no I think i'll probably have one of the i think i'll probably have out of throughout the week maybe two okay i i don't I'll he usually see. drinks hold on let me let me interrupt he usually drinks two of those during this episode and i have hold one. on why don't you just drink coffee that's because so, I don't feel thank like you. shitting myself on the uh, episode. <laughs> Jeremy's like an 85 year old man. <laughs> but no, so I, so, and it made it even worse is that we were drinking rippets that were super hot sitting in our containers. So it was nonstop. I, when I was saying I was addicted to rippets, I'm probably drinking 10, 12 a day for close to 10, 12 Holy months. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and they were hot. So I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that really went off the rails. So uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then um, so with with my T- my senior TBIs after I got blown up, um, I was having a lot of issues, brain bleeds. I'm talking like bleeding through the nose, bleeding out the nose all the time, out the ears. Just one night, and I woke up, and I'm just in a hospital trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And they're like, "Yeah, you had a very very, very small one." I think it was more of a blood clot that kind of just bursted versus an actual aneurysm, but it was bad. Like I was, I didn't know where I was. Didn't know what was going on. I was so incredibly hazy. I, all, I my eyes were just so sensitive to light. It was it was it was pretty bad. Um, 
That's what put him in his place. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say something funny to me and be like, all right, well, now that it's the Jeremy show. No. Oh, uh, my God. God. <laughs> well, you, but you said it. So. I'm, I'm fucking with you. But so, I actually I actually have a question for him. Um, okay, go. So once you got the full replacements, and I know those. Uh, they're I not full already, replacements. Well, not. Re- you, well, they're gently they're trans- used. They're transplants. Tra- they're, they're gently used. That's right. <laughs> well, you better roughly <laughs> use them. Um, well, I have. So amputees tend to have the health phantom limb thing. So do you have different nerve issues, things that come up throughout uh, since you've had the transplants? Just kind of different curious. nerve issues. Yeah. Like do you have like, um, what they would say, like, um, like restless legs and neuralgia, yeah, things like that. Neurology yeah. Cause they gotta, they gotta attach all that shit. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm curious. I'm generally curious. Like nerve pain. Yeah, nerve pain. You feel like your arms are tingling because it's. I mean, obviously they're they weren't your arms. I'm I'm not, just curious. I mean, it's not so bad anymore. It was okay. it was when it was when like the nerves were like growing through all the muscles. Okay. But now that the nerves have connected to something, so the nerve pain usually happens when like the nerves aren't connected to something. Okay. And it's like. That elect- so it's like the the nerves are basically firing into a muscle, and it's like electric it, that it's electricity that's firing into a muscle, and you okay. it, it that's what's happening. Okay. So like for instance, I'll still have nerve pain in my leg because that nerve isn't connected into something, but it's connected into like a muscle or something like that. Okay. And I can't control it. All of a sudden, my leg will be just like sitting there and just go, and I I, I can't do anything against it. Okay. Yeah, um, I was curious because I've I I know I've have uh, a friend who's an amputee just above the leg, but they have that phantom limb pain, phantom yeah. pain, stuff like that. So yeah. now that you've had the transplants, I was just curious of how that if you felt stuff like that. So no, um, it, the nerves are still. I mean, they're still there, but like for instance, like they've connected and like the fingers. So for instance, like it's weird, like my right hand even though like my right arm was amputated right here it feels like i have better i have more control over my thumb on my right hand than i do on my left even though i should have more control over my on my left because the nerves didn't have to grow so far yeah it makes sense so it's just it's it's really it's do you have do you have to take uh uh medicine to keep your body from rejecting them like you do with organ transplants yeah that's that's what i was just doing i actually have to go for an infusion tomorrow at 10 a.m i was actually just checking to see what time my appointment is i have to go and get a a med pumped into my freaking chest tomorrow oh that sounds like into wonderful new york city i can't wait for that oh geez yeah i'm sorry my condolences all right all right we won't keep him much longer because he's got to do that but i'm going to do a a quick rundown this is going to be the deep rundown this is going to be the quick quick answers i think we call it piffy that's a uh, a word that might be a little too intense for for uh marines even though even though technically we have two marines in this room and we have two soldiers in this room all right uh let's get deep what what was the last all, thing? Wait, hold on. Do you guys all are you guys all in the same room? Yeah. 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 yeah Jeremy, turn your camera. <laughs> well, I can see these two together. Hold on. Hold on. Hi. I'm over here. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's called magic. That's the magic of uh, producing a podcast. The I magic, didn't realize. Hey, yeah, look at that. Disney. Look at that. I didn't even need to set up a camera for Frank. We got him right over your shoulder. 
Take his camera down. Turn it around. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Look at Boom. That's nice. It does. It makes, makes you look It makes you look fatter than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was... Uh, hold on. How did I write this? What was the last... Well, should we just end it? Is that how you wrote What it? was the last thing that made you smile or laugh out loud? I laugh out loud a lot every day. I literally laugh at every uh, family guy. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, why do you think this one, some of these aren't meant to be funny. It's just, you know, why do you think there's an increase in people in general struggling with mental health? Oh man, there are so many reasons. Piffy, there are piffy. way too many reasons for this. Yeah, there's a there's a ton. Uh, 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 not being political. Okay, I see that. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying they're not being political, or you don't Wait, want to. No, be not. I mean, that's a question. Not being political right sure, now. You know, I'd probably say infl- hit us, like inflation. Hit us. Yeah, yeah. Money yeah. issues. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> No, you can be. Uh, we don't care anymore. No, like no, I feel like yeah, I feel bad for like men though, especially like men's mental health is degrading. We're told to like, I mean, I feel like it's getting better, but I still feel like we have so many female advocates who are sitting there and advocating for. I'm not saying like it's bad, but I feel bad for men because women are getting great. Like women's mental health, our women's health is getting better, which is great. They, yeah. they do need to get more like stuff done through the VA and, you know, stuff like that. And that's great. I'm, I'm super, I'm, I'm happy for that. But like at the same time, men are dying at a cyclic rate. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're still what 75%, 70, whatever it is. Like we have, we have a lower life expectancy, the highest uh, homelessness uh, rate, highest, highest death and mortality or uh, uh, injury on the job, we have the highest suicide rate. Highest suicide rate. I mean, it's like across the board. Incarceration rate, like, and we wonder yeah. why. But yeah, we're, like, we're we're told that we're the ones that we need to be the providers. Yeah, it's and like, shut we're up, not. Shut up we're color. there. Yeah, that's um, a good answer. I never really thought of that one. Real quick, Danny yeah. Wolf. Um, he said I'd like to offer a Semper Tunes morale package for them if you'd like. Uh, for, for for John, John here, yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize he was watching. Yeah, yeah, he's been watching the whole time. Awesome. Yeah, we will we will definitely. I'll hook you up with. Um, I'll get you guys connected. Uh, uh, Gunny Wolf. I don't know if you're familiar with Semper Tunes, um, but uh, yeah, that'll be great. What is your? Let me look here. What did serving America in the United States Marine Corps teach you about life? I know. See, these are big questions, but I want zoom. I want to see what what comes out. Quick response paragraph. Oh, quick yeah. response, man. I'll yeah. tell you what. Like, no matter what religion, no matter what political field, no matter what your skin color, I can find a brother and a sister as long as you put on a uniform. Nice. What is your favorite word? <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> I was waiting. Technically, for it. that's two words, so we're gonna yeah, make no, you lose it's a point. You can there. hyphenate it. It's one. one. <laughs> what does it mean to survive? What does it mean to survive? What do you, What do you mean by that? What's it mean to survive? I like how you said it twice, like it was gonna explain. Yeah, see, that's the point. I want. I want to. I want to. It's It's your interpretation. Yeah, it's your interpretation. You could say. Yeah, shit. I don't know. If someone asked me that, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> what does it mean, like, in today's world, what does it mean to survive? Hell, I think surviving right now is just getting day by day. I don't even know. Like, that's that's such a weird question to ask. Not being addicted to red, rippets. 
So if someone asked me, and I'm, I'm trying to clear my head, if someone asked me, I would say breathing. That's such a lame answer, though. <laughs> well, sometimes people need that, right? No, we all need to breathe. <laughs> I guess everyone does. Uh, do you have any regrets? No. Not a Good. single letter. Uh, I wouldn't be here if I did. Where can folks get your book and read about your experiences? This is where we plug. I, I guess just Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> Even though they get all the profits. Look up John, but you don't sell it direct <laughs> direct from your uh your do you have a site? I don't know. You think I would have no, researched I, this? I I do have a site, but like I don't have any books anymore. Okay. And it, the publisher stopped uh printing them. And you, uh, you people can also find you on Instagram at I, I just had it up, but I forgot uh, what's your quad two double amp. Okay, now now that sounds like you went from a quad to a double amp, but you said you were still a quad, so now I'm confused. I know, but it's a pun. <laughs> I know, I was just calling you out. Hey, listen, man, we've we've kept you long enough. Uh, incredible story, dude. Um, you know, uh, obviously, because because we have people that complain about having to go to work in the morning. Oh God. What's work? What's on TV? And it's like, just freaking go outside. Enjoy life. Enjoy the fact that you have legs. Enjoy the fact that, you know what I mean? No, I'm saying people who, who, who complain about stupid yeah, things I like know. that. I know. Um, I'm yeah. going to complain about getting on the George Washington bridge on at eight 30 in the morning. Yeah. That will suck. Where are you living now? Are you still down in Florida? You're, you know, you must be local. New Jersey. Local. Oh, geez. Oh, you just said God. George Washington Bridge has to go to New York. Yeah. Why is he in Florida? <laughs> in I, don't know. Florida? Gr- I don't know. Maybe they fly him in to get medicine. I don't that know. Every- oh. <laughs> that making it worse. Then he's going to go to LaGuardia. That's true. That's true. Worse. All right. Uh, John Peck, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, yeah. We hope we can get you to a silky side. Why not? You're up in Jersey. We got a ton of them, I think, up there. I don't know. Oh, uh, what? There's, there's probably a. There's silky the New York psych. City hike coming up. I'll text you. I'll text you. I'll I'll, I'll let you in on on what the silky sykes and all that stuff. Oh is. God, nobody wants to see me in a silky. I do. You have no oh, idea how much. Yeah, I we get a lot worse. Of you jealous? I've been imagining it in my head the whole time. You That's should have been there for a Wilmington for the guy who had a kilt on and then he didn't wear anything and then he fell in the water and he lost his kilt and we also saw everything. So it doesn't matter. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, we're getting late. Uh, I got to work in the morning and he's got to go get some medicine. So uh, thanks for coming on, John. Uh, if you guys want to check out, what do we plug now? How do we, how do we do this? I usually have a spiel. I guess I can say head over to 21gun.net, spell it out, 21gun.net. Go over there and all the links to everything we talk about. Everything is always on there. I just kind of help you out and... Um, that's about it. Thanks for checking us out next week. I don't know. Who we have. I, I always forget this. Uh, we got someone coming on next week, and they're going to be awesome. That's don't all I can tell you. we have somebody coming into the studio next week? Is it next week? Or is it the week after? We have Soldier Socks. That might be next week coming in. <laughs> I think that's it. Soldier Socks. Some dude's going to come in. Soldier Socks. Come or girls. Socks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys. We will see you in one week. Peace out. We don't have any outgoing music, so we just do sure this. Don't. Watch this. Say goodbye, Philosophical Frank. <laughs> <laughs>